Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Wow, well, welcome, sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So glad you guys are choosing to tune in to this wonderful radio show this evening. If you're listening to it in podcast land, then I'm grateful that you've found it and chosen to have a listen or a great big listen. You might listen to the whole show. You might really love it. Who knows? I I love when people tell me that they've listened to like five minutes of my show. And I don't know how they like randomly might find the five naughtiest minutes, but sometimes people do and they're like, <laughs> That part that you talked about, about the spanking, was amazing. I'm like, in that episode, I said that for only three minutes, but you made it sound like I talked about that the whole time. <laughs> Just phenomenal. So, wherever you are in this podcast, listening now or in the future, if you happen to, like, skip ahead and you get this, like, super juicy bit, and all you hear us say is, like, vulva, penis, business, and you're like, what? How does that all go together? Sometimes it's good to just go back to the beginning and listen to the whole thing, which is where you're going to hear this message from me telling you to listen to the whole thing. It's probably information there. So we're going to have fun with that. So today I have an awesome guest. She's been on my show before, and because I like her so much, I had her back on again. So uh, she's, she's actually a friend of mine, and she's an amazing, amazing coach as well. So tonight's topic, we're actually talking about power couples keeping their fights clean and their sex dirty. And my guest is Jennifer Kramer Lewis, who is actually a Canadian as well on the other side of Canada. And it's just so fun to be able to talk to friends of mine around the world who are all interested in coaching people to have more pleasure. And for the most part, most people who come on my shows are coaches or somewhere in the healthcare profession looking to give information and insights and Hoping you guys up to some more ideas of where you can find different people who can contribute to your life and all kinds of things in your life, your body and your business and all of that. So we're going to be discussing, uh, for one, what are power couples? Because you might even hear the title and go, well, that's not me. But the chances are it could well be you. So stick around and find out what power couples actually are. And then we're going to find some tools for power couples um, discuss some tools for them to actually keep their fights clean and their sex dirty because who doesn't like dirty sex? If you don't like dirty sex, that's cool. You might be Victorian, but even the Victorians had dirty sex and they kind of hit it. There's a tangent. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, well, yeah. the main kink comes from the Victorian era, doesn't it? <laughs> a lot of kink does. Even older, though, yeah. Some crazy kink and especially like a lot of the, this... Um, the things like vibrators are very Victorian era. So, yeah, they had like, they had this way of turning sex into um, almost something medical, trying to just keep it biological rather than like anything 
necessarily pleasure related. There had to be like a function to it. So it's, it's fascinating. Sex throughout the ages is always fascinating. But today we're actually talking about this kind of timeline and power couple. So Jennifer, um, for those of you who haven't heard Jennifer on my show before, Jennifer, she is just amazing at actually working with people to dramatically and I'm going to say dramatically and drastically improve their financial welfare. She's been doing that for over 20 years in business and finance, including her different careers in banking and real estate and sales management and sales and management. I'm just naming off stuff like as if I'm making it up off my top of my head, but I'm not. You would think I was making it up, but I'm actually reading something, which is harder for me than just talking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe you should just tell them what you know about me. Well, I'm just going to tell them, yeah, I won't even read your bio, bio at all. So, so, so this is my opinion of Jennifer. She's actually a magical being who is embodied, luckily, because then you actually have easier access to her uh, to be able to have conversations without having to have prior entity training to be able to talk to her. And <laughs> that's a bonus, right? She's got a body. <laughs> she works with people on so many different levels, especially with personal development. Also, now she's in, started to work with couples um, power couples in order to start to get them to be able to work better in their relationships, but also in their business. And she does also she does energy work of different sorts, and she's amazing at actually communicating with entities like all kinds of things, like fairies and all kinds of stuff like that. That's a side note. Um, she's an incredible intuitive and has um, such an open and amazing heart and such a contribution to both gifting and receiving and her ability to see gifts and others as such magic. So that's my bio for you. Um, And I know she's actually got a lot of skills training that bring different things uh, in with all of her talents as well to just bring you a fantastic, whether it's coaching session or healing session, whatever it is you're choosing with her. uh, It's just, it's going to be awesome. I know it. So welcome, darling. Didn't that sound so much nicer than my bio? I liked it. <laughs> yes, it's always interesting to hear what other people have to say about you, right? I'm like, oh, that's what I know about you. That's so, so cool. Today, Thank you so much for that. Yeah, you're welcome. So tell me what inspired this. Um, this is something that only recently I've noticed that you're putting out to the world about. I've noticed a lot more on Facebook um, and different social media platforms where you're talking about power couples. So can you tell me um, a little bit about what uh, is a power couple? Like, how do you know if you're a power in a power couple or not? Oh, my goodness. Thank you. I love that question. So what I've noticed is there are some relationships where it's one plus one equals something so much greater than the sum total of the partnership. And so you know, like the the binary male and female relationships um, tend to be, you know, the the majority of my coaching. And that's just because it's a larger demographic. That's I'm certainly open to coaching power couples that are same sex, uh, that are in a relationship with one another, and then maybe also best friends that go into business together. And, you know, their partnership is one plus one equals something so much greater than each of them could possibly achieve um, outside of this relationship. And so how do you know you're in a power couple? Oh, thank you. How do you know? Yeah. (laughs) How do you know you're in a power couple? 
Well, um, there's two sides of the coin. So one side of the coin is when you spend time with them, your creativity goes through the roof. Like your juice is inspired. You have these amazing conversations. Um, you're able to build things together. You're able to grow things together. You're able to, you know, serve a clientele together or, you know, whatever it is that you're here to be and do on the planet. Like I would say, Melissa, you and I really add to one another. We are a power couple. We're not, you know, like a, a love power couple. We're a friendship power couple. Mm-hmm. And so that. on the other side, Yeah, on the other side of the coin is that person, because you're able to create so much juice together, you could also create a bunch of shit together. So, you Mm -hmm. know, that person has the ability to say something to you that you're like, oh, they like wounded me so deeply with this thing that they said to me. Or, you know, we had an argument again. Or, you know, we can't figure out how we're going to negotiate this part of our relationship. And it's really starting to impact our creativity, our level of mastery, our level of genius. So when you have a look at it, if that person is able to ignite so much fire and so much passion and so much creativity in you, if the, you know, the passion and creativity and fire is diverted or deflected, it can implode. So it can actually mm-hmm. hurt your relationship. It can hurt your friendship. It can hurt your marriage. And it most definitely can hurt your business if you guys are in the wrong calibration of this. Oh, I've seen that actually show up for many people. And I've had that show up for me um, in relationship in the past. I have a little different relationship with my husband now um but i actually do and i thought it was interesting that you said it's like we have like a a friendship power relationship because i think for me i have uh quite a few quite a few a five probably has five which is good because you know i can count them all on one hand people that i would have like power friendship um business type uh relationships with where we're like working to assist each other in becoming greater on the planet and contribute to each other's lives Uh, and I count myself super lucky that I have like five that I can count on my hand Uh, with with my husband our relationship isn't so business oriented and we don't really include that in terms of like how we work together we're very we kind of almost separate that kind of stuff out from our lives in a lot of ways so um, as as much as we both kind of work at home like I work out of home and a lot of stuff he does that isn't the construction stuff on site he does out of home. So we actually are around each other a lot, and yet we're not. So we tend to give each other a lot of space, and we also don't work in the same business together. And I don't think they have to to be a power couple in terms of, like, you know, adding to each other's lives and businesses. We just, I don't think that I operate that way with my husband. So it's kind of an interesting thing for me to look at um, in terms of, like, my relationship and how, how, we work together that I don't I don't see us that way I see us as a little uh, operating a little different but I could see that people who ha- are having relationships where they are adding to each other's businesses even whether it's like you know discussing their work at night and giving each other ideas to expand their business or whatever I think it's beautiful and actually the producer of the show tonight and the CEO of this company she has that with her partnership they they do work 
with each other and bounce ideas off of each other in their business all the time um, to be able to collaborate and have each other's businesses grow more and more. So it's kind of neat to see how everybody does their their own thing in relationship. But what I really liked what you said was about the passion and when how it can get kind of misdirected and it can go, which is where we get the fights coming in instead of the this, you know, the dirty sex, we've got the dirty fights. So <laughs> can we talk about some of the, the things that are like maybe warning signs for people to be aware of, of like, how do you know when things, when that energy has been diverted? And sometimes we're not even aware of, of like, like you didn't even realize how crap it got until you realize what some of those signs are to look for. So do you have anything um, like with about that that you could share with us? Yeah, totally. And that's a great question. Thank you very much for that. But I noticed I didn't say thank you very much for having me on this show again. And I totally appreciate you sharing your audience with me. So I wanted to say that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that, um, you know, quite often I end up seeing a couple when it's, you know, World War Three, And, you know, so, yes. I mean, definitely come and see me once you get to World War Three, and I can help you unpack, you know, your ammunition and your evidence locker of everything you're sure that your partner did and everything that they're sure that you did and, or didn't do and, you know, all of your relationship rules that are unwritten and unsaid, you know, and all of the things that are causing you to feel like World War Three. Um However, what I've noticed at the very beginning of it um, is sort of like a cooling, like a homogenation, like a just a very, you kind of get to the point where you kind of don't give a shit. And it just sort of, um, it just oozes into every area of your life and in your business, like it's just a cooling and I, I, like I, I don't know if I actually can come up with the words to really describe it. It's like you're not um, so what you might notice is, you know, you'll go to the fridge and get yourself something to drink, but you won't get one for your partner. You're not including them or you'll, you know, have a great day at work and you'll tell a friend about it instead of telling your power couple partner about it. And, you know, all the things that you used to include your power couple partner in that used to get you guys juiced and, you know, and then you have these, and guess what happened, conversations with one another and, you know, really be each other's biggest fan. Um, They're just not happening anymore. You know, like you're sitting side by side on the couch, you know, playing your stupid beepity beeps, you know, somebody's (laughs) on their phone, somebody's on their iPad, you know, like you're, you're, you're just not including one another. You're sitting up late watching, you know, some stupid TV instead of shutting the TV off and rolling over and, you know, playing with one another, enjoying one another, engaging with one another, you know. So have a look at that. Like, the, what's cooling? You know, what's been left to cool is a great question. And how do you actually want your life to be? And I remember actually a coach that I was working with told me 80% of your life should be exactly the way you would like it to be. 
And then 20% of your life can be the part that you're working on. And so if it's the flip, if 80% is the part that you're working on and it's mostly frustrating and shitty, um, and then 20% is actually working for you, then you're in a growth cycle. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, relationships will have a warming and a cooling. And just so long as you can know sort of way before it gets to World War III that that's not actually how you'd like your life to be. You're like, well, no, actually, you know, um, my husband and I have um, a tradition uh, in the morning, like he wakes up really early. And so once I wake up, um, he and the dog get back in bed with me. And, you know, we have like an hour cuddle session every day. And, you know, that's our connection time. And, you know, so notice the cooling and then also notice how you would like your life to be. Like what actually works for you? That's what I would say to that. Yeah, those are really great questions. And I think a lot of times what starts to happen is little resentment spills and then the exclusions start. And then it's like, just get out of my face, right? And then there's this pushing away. And you talked about that cooling. Um, I was just doing uh, part of an online course today for some relationship coaching. And and one of the things they were talking about was like some warning signs around, you know, when love feels like it's falling apart and some of that exclusion that's going on is really key. Like what you're saying here too is you look when you like don't give a shit and you're it's all about you and not about the other person or which is funny because I think there are some people who are just naturally not people who include others and then there are people who are always including others but they don't include themselves in it. So it's always about everybody else, right? So there's also like kind of look at your personality too is that something that you always do and if it is something that you always do or your partner always does and that's part of their personality um, and you think you're going to change that you might not because they might have been like that their whole life like for example like my brother is not really a person who was naturally a sharer you know he always even when we grew up he said to me he's like it was always amazing to me I think he was like in his 20s he thought it was always amazing to him that if I had gum, I would share it with him. But if he had it, he he would have, like, uh, inventory of his candy, especially at, at Halloween. He took an inventory of it, and there was no sharing going on. And I think there's just something innately in people sometimes, too, or there's some limitations that they've bought as real. Like, you know, they become, uh, they kind of hoard in a way. They withdraw, uh, whether that's, you know, their nature or whatever's been impelled on them. That they don't have, they don't have uh, like a chance to be able to share, or that's just not who they are. So, I think it's important to know your partner too. Like, know are they actually somebody who does this, or did they do it in the past and now they're not? Did they do it to lure you in too? Because sometimes that happens too. They have a different behavior at the beginning of a relationship, and then they change it because now you're you're been hunted and you're caught. So yeah, just I yeah, totally be aware of that. <laughs> yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. my husband that my husband didn't snore. Like before I moved in with him, like we dated for a while 
And then yeah. I moved in with him. Like I had like overnights, like I spent the night and stuff. But when I actually like got a renter for my townhouse and moved into him, his house, he started snoring. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this wasn't fair. This is cool. Oh, that's I know. Actually... That wasn't written on the label. No, and I, my husband didn't start snoring till about a year and a half ago, and that totally wasn't on the label. I was like five and a half years in when the snoring started, and I'm like, hey, wait, wait. This is not what I agreed to. <laughs> not in our contract here, man. <laughs> so it was actually oh, so freaking funny. It is funny. And there was a, a program a friend of mine was showing me. Um, there was like 12 signs of certain health things to look for, and one of them was to look at snoring and that it if you have a snoring issue, you need to strengthen your soft palate by gargling water three times a day. Well, of course, you know me. I'm so ever so helpful and want to give my husband all the best advice so that my life can be easier. So I get home and I'm like, honey, all you got to do is you just got to gargle water three times a day. And he's like, for what? I'm like, so that you stop snoring. So I don't want to hit yet so that our life will be better. And he was like, you want to hit me? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sometimes I do. You know, the snoring at night just throws me off, and uh, it's kind of weird. So <laughs> just pissing me off, man. So I gave, him the, I gave him the tool, and that was a few days ago. So I've, I've been listening intently at the bathroom door randomly when he's in there just to see if he's gargling, and he isn't. So I'm just saying that even though you can be a super helpful wife or a husband with great ideas, they don't always want to hear your great ideas. <laughs> and now you can renegotiate. Totally. So I'm going to renegotiate. Totally. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Now you got so, to you yeah. share that along too. Yeah. For everybody so I love listening. what you said about what the nature is. You know, like have mm-hmm. a look at the nature of your partner. Um was funny when you were talking about how your brother wouldn't share and you are naturally generous. And so that's one of the things like, do what do you actually, this is a question that I'm asking the audience, what do you actually know about your partner? I have a look at my couples. I'm like, what will they change? What can they change? And what will never change? And so sometimes I'll sit there with a piece of paper while I'm interviewing them to see whether or not um, they're a good fit to work with me. And I'll just be writing things in all of those different categories um, because there is an intuitive, like a huge intuitive component to what I do with my couples. So it's like working with a relationship therapist who's psychic and then also knows tons about business and is a business strategist. So um, because the person says oh well here's the things that I want to change um, about my life and my partner and they're all in the category that that other person will never change or you know can never change Um, I always joke you can't get a a Shetland pony to win the Kentucky Derby like it's not going to happen and so is that actually kind to that person to ask them to change things that they can't change especially stuff like um, you know if they're an accumulator but they're an accumulator for themselves you know like Mm -hmm. your brother Melissa like he's you know he loves to accumulate but it's only for him 
I can see that that might be frustrating. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, you might have busted into his room and ate some of his Halloween candy because it was frustrating. <laughs> I never did do that, although I thought about it. He kept track of all my stuff, too, which was weird. And I fair warned his wife that uh, before they got married. I'm like, this is the truth of my brother, just so you know. And for the first three years, she just couldn't believe anybody was actually like that. I'm like, no, 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 I didn't lie to you here. This is the truth. Um, and he's he's become generous since he's had a daughter. But that that actually was something he had to work on because it, it was really, like, not his nature. But he is somebody who's, like, willing to to like work on their stuff and change um, their attitude if it doesn't work. Cause it wasn't really working for him to be selfish. It, it was bothering him. Like he actually didn't want to be that way. It's just, he didn't know why he was doing it. And so he eventually, he's a little gentler with it now, but um, still part mm. of who he is. <laughs> but um, we're actually going to yeah. get to our first commercial break. Cause, cause I just didn't feel like having one earlier. So we're going to have one now. So uh, you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melissa Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world, knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about uh, power couples keeping their sex clean and their sex dirty and their fights clean or whatever order you'd like to put that in. <laughs> and my guest tonight is Jennifer Kramer Lewis. Sometimes the sex first and then the clean fights after is good too, right? Either either way. So, so before we dive back into this topic, 
I'd like to give you a chance, Jennifer, to just let people know about some of your upcoming great creations you have uh, that are available for people to jump in and experience uh, different ways to be with you uh, in this world. So tell them all about all your upcoming stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that question. So if you wanted to check me out, uh, some of the great places to check me out is on YouTube. I've got hours and hours of cool stuff on YouTube at uh, youtube.com forward slash Jennifer Kramer Lewis. And and if you wanted to check out some of my classes, a great place to find that is facebook.com forward slash Jennifer Kramer Lewis. So that's Kramer with a C-R-A-M-E-R, Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. And I actually have a class coming up this week where we're going to unpack uh, a gorgeous book. So I am going to... Um, I'm going to uh, not tell you what the book is that we're going to unpack. I'm going to entice <laughs> you to come over to jenniferkramerlewis.com uh, or sorry, facebook.com forward slash jenniferkramerlewis to find out what book we're going to unpack and have a look at. Um, and the topic is about your part of your body that is most able to attract what it is that you're looking for, what it is that mm -hmm. you would like to receive, and what it is that would bring you the most joy and pleasure in your life. So I'd love for you to come over and find out what I'm up to next. I love it. It's one of my favorite books. It sits on my shelf very proudly. And people often look at the title and go, what? Really? So if that helps you anymore to want to check that out, go on over. <laughs> I'm going to be in that group. So. Because you know what, there's I can read this book a million times, and it was actually gifted to me by Christine, that's producing our show, the owner and CEO of this, and and we actually got to go last year to the event uh, in New York held by the author, which was like freaking awesome, and I almost got in a scrap with a little tiny lady who pissed me off. So there's always fun in the world, <laughs> no matter where you go. I rarely like getting fights anymore, but man, that was that was a classic moment and. Melita history that went down that I I didn't punch her but it was so close it was close I can't I imagine like, you're hey, so relaxed here. about everything yeah no man I don't know what it was she set me off <laughs> it was like really weird it was yeah it took me a good like two hours to team down from that and usually I'm pretty good but something about her just oh, I was ready to kill so I have that side about me too and that is my segue into how do we actually keep fights clean? Because I can get dirty, for sure. I love it. I love it. So imagine this person that you're capable of creating so much passion with, or, you know, you go to an experience that you think is going to be so great and you're so juiced about it, and then you totally get cock-blocked by it or by them. Totally. <laughs> And you think, well, well, wait a minute, don't we have a history here? Don't we know how to talk to one another here? Isn't this a place of respect? Don't we have rules about how we engage with one another? Don't you love me? Because if you didn't love me or respect me, there's no fucking way you would talk to me like that. So 
those are probably the thoughts that you have had in your head at one time or another about your power couple partner. And so um, another invitation for you is uh, once you connect with me on Facebook, I do have a group called Helping Power Couples Scale Their Biz. And I did a training last week on how to keep your fights clean. And so I'm going to give you some tips out of that training that I did. Um, and one of the things that I would love to ask you or ask you to ask yourself is what is the ultimate result that I would like to receive from having this conversation? And so if it's not a conversation, you know, if it's going to be a verbal assault, I don't recommend that you go in guns blazing. Uh, it's so funny. Um, in Canada, we have this, um, this saying, uh, coming in hot. And they mm-hmm. don't actually say it in other places in the world. So it was interesting. I think really? I was talking to an Australian person. And they were saying, I was like, well, definitely don't come in hot. And she was like, well, what do you mean about like, that? What? And I'm like, <laughs> coming in hot. And she's like, I don't know what that means. And I'm like, okay, well, the best way to describe it is like, Remember that Top Gun movie where he, like, buzzes the tower? Yep. Yeah, that's coming in that's hot. Coming in so hot. basically, you, mm-hmm. yeah, you've got all of your afterburners are on. You're coming in at, you know, 150 kilometers an hour when really you should just be cruising through the school zone. <laughs> yeah, so what? is the ultimate result that you would like to have from this conversation. So one, if you're not ready to have a conversation, you're actually not ready to engage. And so you may have to go have a bath. You may have to go have a shower. I do recommend water. So if you're like really feeling hot, you want to like burn laser beams from your eyes and vaporize them. If you want to, you know, just make them disappear off the planet anyway, um, as humanely or inhumanely <laughs> possible. Um, that's not a good time to engage. And the reason why is because there's a deep level that's of really respect. Good that's actually really good advice. And it's so simple. Yeah. It's just that. Yeah. It's just so like it's, respect the fact that you are just on fire. <laughs> Something's going to burn down if you engage there. And you don't want your power couple relationship to be at the effect of your mood. And I would say probably a good 50% of the population is hot-blooded like I am, passionate people. And so that's wonderful. But work with your passionate nature. Work with it. Just enjoy the fact that you are a hot-blooded human being. And that there will be times where the level of intensity that you are being is actually not assisting your power couple relationship. Even if your partner deserves to die, even if you're just like, you know what, I could really poke you in the eye with a fork, with mustard enjoy on it. it. And really enjoy it. <laughs> chili, <laughs> chili. Just spread some hot chilies on your eyeballs. <laughs> and your balls. <laughs> At the same time. Yeah, exactly. So Uh love your passionate nature and work with it. So 
the next thing that you really have to have a look at is what's your motivation? You know, are you actually able to get what you, the ultimate result? Are you able to get that from that person? Or are you asking a pony to win the Kentucky Derby? Do you have unrealistic expectations of the result of the conversation? Mm-hmm. And if you do, then check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because it may be that you're asking the wrong person to do this thing. Do you know what I mean? Like if you say, oh, well, I really want you to do X, Y, Z, and the person can never do that for you, then in business, you actually have to hire somebody who can consistently show up in that role if it's a valuable role. And then at home, you may have to hire somebody who can consistently show up in that role. Like if nobody will wash the floors in the house, then you actually have to hire somebody to wash the floors or you have to teach yourself to not care. That I've actually been talking about that a lot on my show lately, like outsource. Whatever it is you need to do, outsource. For the things that you do not feel like doing or your partner doesn't feel like doing, in order to keep the peace and keep sanity for both of you, outsource. Like we have a cleaning lady that comes in once a month. We have other people who do other things as well. Just outsource because you will be a freaking happier person, which will lead to a better relationship in general. And like you were saying, if nobody wants to mop the floor, bring somebody in who will. And it's that it's really that simple a lot of the time. So that's great. I love it because I've been talking so much about outsourcing in relationships. Oh, yeah. Well, people want to complicate it. It's like, if you love me, you will X. And it's like, well, no. I do love you, and I will never mop the floors. That's not my genius. You know, so it's like, please don't put people in roles that they aren't good at, that they have no inclination to ever become good at. You know, like I'm in my 40s now, so yes, of course I can mop floors. I can actually do a really great job of it, but my body's so delicate that it actually puts my back out. So what's the point? You know, I oh, Jennifer, have you're such a delicate other flower. Yeah, you're so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's funny. People like look at such me. Such a powerhouse. Like, which is so sweet. Isn't so that funny? funny. I'm, I'm delicate. I challenge everybody out there. Like, just admit your delicateness. I'm so delicate. I just, I, that just makes me giggle thinking about it. Like, even, you know, my vulva is so delicate and my nipples are delicate. Like, my whole... I can just be so delicate. And at the same time, I'm like so like a warrior. I'm like a delicate warrior princess. Yeah. I feel like I am. (laughs) Well, you can be. That's the thing. Admit your vulnerability, delicate warrior princess. You don't have to do it all. (laughs) So not how I see you. You're so potent and yet... I love that word delicate for you. It's actually brought tears to my eyes laughing about it. It's so funny because it's true. And at the same time, it's so obscure. Like, it's so funny. Great. I'll probably laugh about that more after the show. I'll just be like, okay, I'm not going to spend the next five minutes thinking of you and the word delicate and laughing because it'll just throw me. So I love it. (laughs) It's so good. 
Oh my God, that's so funny. Awesome. If you well, guys do her. Think about that for yourself. You know, it's like, what is it that other people think that you should be able to do just because you don't appear delicate doesn't mean that mopping floors isn't going to put your back out. And just because other people have a perception of you that, oh, well, can't you just get that done in five minutes? Well, no, because I can't get it done in five minutes because it's going to take me five days to, you know, recover. And so when you think about a power couple, you know, if each person is putting the other person in a role of something that they should be able to do in five minutes, but if it takes them five days to recover from it, um, then why should they have to do it? It just seems like not smart allocation, you know, like from a business standpoint, that's actually not smart allocation of talent. And you never do that. No. <laughs> you just don't. Yeah, you know, exactly. you don't like, put the... If you, if you were like CEO of your house and you were giving people jobs and you gave yourself a job that you sucked at or you didn't enjoy and you didn't do with a smile... If you were the CEO and you hired yourself for that, you would fire yourself for that. You're not doing a good job. You're fired. That's what I would do, and I'd find somebody else to do it, right? Like, if you were being an effective person uh, working at trying to have the most effective business slash uh, relationship, you would find a way to outsource. And actually, we're going to head to our next commercial break. While we go to that break, I dare you all to think about some places in your life that you would actually like to outsource some things. Get out your paper, make a little list, and start jotting some ideas down of things you would like to actually outsource. Things that you know that if you didn't do it and your husband didn't, or your partner or your wife or whatever didn't have to do it would create so much space and ease in your relationship. You might actually like each other again. So we're going to to our commercial. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melissa Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone 
with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenic.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we are talking about power couples, which can be, you know, whether you're in a relationship or not, it can be with friends, it can be with business partners, it can be in so many different ways. And even if it is your friends, you're going to really like the next part of this title, keeping keeping your fights clean and your sex dirty. So even if you're in friendship, I invite you to have some dirty sex because you can, because it's just a choice. So... I am curious about what if it's reversed? Like what what happens when people are having their fights be dirty and their sex clean? Like what goes on in a relationship when everything gets flip-flopped? I love that. I love that. So clean sex, I don't know, it just makes me think of like, you know, like a um, a protocol for having clean sex. Like both people have to like have a shower and then put their cologne on and brush their teeth. And, you know, I'm going to give you my six best moves and you're going to give me your six best moves. And, you know, I get to have like a, a polite orgasm and then you get to have a polite <laughs> orgasm. And then it's all very polite, isn't it? <laughs> I think people would get really orgasm. bored. Oh my <laughs> I love that term, polite orgasm. That's just so lovely. It's so British. Oh, darling, I just came. Okay, thank you so much for I'm inviting arriving. my body to enjoy myself. Yes, your stroking to the left was appropriate and the appropriate pleasure, and that was very, very satisfactory. Yep, that's fantastic. I love it. A polite orgasm. Yeah. Nothing better than that. A polite <laughs> orgasm. Isn't oh, that man. so fun? That's great. And then what about the dirty set or the dirty fight? Oh my god, right? The dirty like revenge. Uh, you are gonna fucking pay. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna make your life a living hell. Yeah, yeah, that's where that withholding comes in that you talked about at the top of the hour when we were talking about um, the exclusion, right? That's kind of a dirty, a kind of a dirty kind of fighting in a way. It's like I'm going to withhold from you, withdraw from you, the silent treatment. My husband tried that once on me. That was funny. I've told the story before, but oh, I'll yeah, do it again because like I love this passive story. Passive-aggressive stuff? So my, oh, yeah. Mike tried passive-aggressive in the first, like, the first and – a literally like we've had two fights we had one uh, I don't even know it wasn't significant but the first one was so dumb it was funny um I was trying to tell him a joke and I didn't realize how deaf he was or is he's actually quite deaf so my husband's deaf to the point where you have to speak to him in his face so he can kind of see your mouth moving and kind of hear the vibration of your voice and and he likes being deaf, or I would have assisted him with changing that. <laughs> so that's where we're at with that. And he's 
so I was trying to say a joke and I thought I was really funny. I don't even remember the joke, but usually I think my jokes are way funnier than anybody else does. And he didn't hear it. And he's like, what? I tried to say it again. But you know, when you say a joke like six times, it was like spontaneous. It's just not funny anymore. And I was just like, oh, fuck it. It's not, forget about it. It's not funny anymore. And he gave me the silent treatment for like two days. And then finally, I just walked up to him and I said, enough of this shit. The silent treatment is not going to work for me. This has got to be finished with. I don't understand what the issue is. And he's like, I don't want to fight about it. I said, we're going to talk this out. So we walked outside. And I live on 45 acres of land. And we have bush. And out of nowhere, for the only second time in my life, what do I see? A freaking bear hurling out of the woods, like leaping towards us and like coming at us full force out of freaking nowhere as we're talking about this. And I look at him and I look at the bear and I'm just like, this is not important. And we walked inside. And so for me, anytime I went to think about like fighting with him, I'd have this image of the bear. Like, is this worth my life? No, it's not. And I could like with that, I could let it go really easily. So after that fight, ironically, like he went away at, to visit his family, I thought, for like two or three days. But he had actually gone to get me a wedding ring, to get me an engagement ring. So off he went. It was like right after the fight. I don't, he, he actually told me the reason that he was willing to marry me. It wasn't that it's like being totally in love or something like that. He's like, I love you, but it's because you can move past things that I want to marry you. He's like, I don't know anybody else who's like willing to actually work through their shit and just move past it. Most people hold grudges. I was like, well, I used to, but I'm like getting better at not holding grudges. It was the bear. Honestly, it was the bear that, like, had us get married. That's just the craziest thing in the world. <laughs> That's my story about how fights can actually get dirty and almost dangerous. Mm, I love that. And you know what I love um, that segues back into what we were talking about before and also what you were talking about just now is the willingness to get past things. You know, because we can all build up an evidence locker of the you always and you never. And um, uh, Dr. John Gottman, who's like a famous uh, marriage therapist, um, has what he calls the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And the um, they call one of them is harsh starts, I think, which is basically coming in hot. And, um, you know, for anybody listening to this, I do recommend um, Dr. John Gottman as a resource. Um, he's not the only therapist. He's not the best therapist, but he's the most sort of researched and science-backed therapy out there. So definitely have a look at that. But, you know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, do you have to wait for all four of them to arrive before you pay attention to the fact that there are some things that aren't working in your relationship? And then the other thing I'd love for you guys to have a look at is how many relationships have you carried this through? How many relationships has this been true for you, the you always and you never? How many different faces have you said that to or thought that to over your entire lifetime? Because we do, I mean, we incarnate with some issues, <laughs> it's not all your parents and your grandparents and your tribe. Um, there are some issues that we can incarnate with 
uh, from different lifetimes. And if that sounds completely weird, then great. I'm glad you're listening to me. And it's up to, I'm going to actually say this to me instead of to you. It's up to me to pay attention to the stuff that I've incarnated with and also pay attention to the amount of times I've said you always and you never to the amount of faces Mm -hmm. that I've said you've always and you never and like clean my own shit up so that I can actually have a conscious relationship with somebody who's agreed to have a relationship with me. It's up to me to ascend through my shit Um, And I can actually project that onto Tom. I mean, Tom's got his own missions. He's here with his own own incarnated crap and all the stuff that he's picked up in his lifetime. But I'll tell you what, the minute I clean up my own shit, our relationship gets better. You know, we talk about being the CEO of your own home. Well, I am the CEO of my own home. And I'm really, really willing to clean up my own shit. And... Things always get better for me when I clean up my own shit. I think that's so, so key. And that's a a wonderful kind of way to wrap the show up. Even we've got just about under a minute to go. And um, as you were saying that, I had this crazy image flash in my mind that um, back in the day, I know that uh, like English royalty had somebody called the groom of the stool who would actually clean up the king's shit for them wipe their butt for them and that was their job and as you were saying I clean up my own shit I'm like yeah so do I man I don't have a groom of the stool to clean my shit for me so if you're looking for somebody else to clean up your shit you might be looking you know you might have been royalty and you might have had somebody who cleaned up your shit but you're not in that lifetime this time probably just saying so I want to thank you Jennifer for joining me today for this amazing conversation And uh, everybody, you can go find Jennifer on Facebook especially, and you can find her through her website website, and connect with her if you're interested in uh, having some power couple coaching with her to keep those fights clean and your sex nice and dirty because I bet you she has a million great ideas for that. So next week, we're going to be talking about love, the many different variations and discussions about love and how those can go together, ways people love each other. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.